Hey, are y'all ready to receive the word this morning? Yes. Amen. Let me uh, just pray over this moment. Father, I just ask that you prepare our hearts as we do our best to prepare our hearts to receive this word this morning. Lord God, let there be something in here that ministers to each person in this room. And if there's nothing in what I had prepared, Lord God, for an individual, I ask that your Holy Spirit speaks to them what you want to. And Lord God, as Jonathan prophesied earlier, that change would take place in this room and in our hearts. That before we leave, not a single person in here wouldn't experience your love and your change, Lord God, to the point where we're different and better than when we came in. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Aren't you uh, excited and happy to be a Christian? Aren't you glad that you've been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb? Amen. Aren't you glad you're not living in the Old Testament? <laughs> you know, before you were a Christian, your heart was, was sick. Really sick. And you were a slave to sin. And uh, you were a slave to the God of this world, the devil. And... Uh, you had no choice but to fall to sin because it had power over you because you were a slave to it as someone who hadn't received Christ, hadn't been redeemed. There's a verse in the Old Testament. <laughs> we like the Old Testament. It's full of so much wisdom. And it's uh, Jeremiah 17, 9. And it says, The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately sick. Who can understand it? And the only way to be free from the depravity of your flesh is through regeneration. Regeneration. Who's the regenerator? Jesus is. Jesus is the regenerator. You know, we can't do it by our own righteousness, our own self-righteousness. My next verse is Isaiah 64, 6. It says, but we are all like an unclean thing, and all our righteousness are like filthy rags. We all fade as a leaf, and our iniquities, like the wind, have taken us away. We can't do it ourselves. No. We know all this, right? I'm, I'm just telling you what you already know, but your own self-righteousness cannot save you. It can't free you from the, the death of sin. It depends completely upon Jesus Christ and his redemptive work, his regeneration. Amen? Raise your hand if you're a Christian this morning and just thank God. Thank God. Thank you, Jesus, for your redemptive work in my life. We're just going to keep thanking him today. Amen. Once you've received Jesus, you're regenerated. Jesus set us free from the slavery of sin by his blood covenant. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. That old sinful heart was put to death. It doesn't, it doesn't exist anymore. You get the new heart the incorruptible seed of the Father that lives inside of you. God recreates you, and he clothes you in his righteousness and his holiness through Christ. Isn't that awesome? It's an awesome thing. You're his son or his daughter. See, that's me. I'm his son, I'm his daughter. You can smile about it. Did the, my first title come up yet? 
Okay, all right. So this is, the, this is probably the part you're like, what, what is going on right now? And this message is a little bit about feelings. It's about feelings. It's about some other things, too. And uh, sometimes we don't smile because we have feelings. We have feelings. Um, let's read one more verse before we talk about some of that. Galatians 2.20. This is a great verse if you've been through Quest. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life that I know, which I now live by the flesh, in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. I've been crucified with Christ. When you become that new creation in Jesus Christ, the old you goes right to the cross with Jesus. And then God recreates you in Christ. Amen. I'm not talking in circles this morning, I promise. So if that's all true, then why do Christians who are regenerated feel angry, sad, or exhibit ungodly behavior? But, and not only that, why do we justify it? Why is it okay to, for us? Why do Christians have feelings? Anyway, I get it, you're a human. Let's look at Romans Chapter 8, verse 7. Because the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, nor indeed can, um, can be. So this verse is telling us that our mind isn't regenerated. We all know that, right? Our mind doesn't get regenerated. It's our heart that gets regenerated. It's our heart that is of the, the incorruptible seed of God. So our carnal mind is the enemy of God. So what are we supposed to do as Christians to not have a, a carnal mind? Put on the mind of Christ, right? Take on the mind of Christ. That's what we're supposed to do. So here's Paul, and he's talking to us, and he says that um, Christians have a, can have a carnal mind after regeneration. The mind doesn't get regenerated. And we have to choose to wash our carnal mind in order to have the mind of Christ. You have to give your mind a bath, right? And that's not always easy. Who likes to do that? Does your flesh like to have a bath? I mean, your, your mind? No, it doesn't. So um, let's, let's uh, show, throw up my first image of the, the mind there with the, yeah, there we go. So here we are. This is a, a double-minded person. They have a carnal mind and the, uh, the mind of Christ. Now, you know, we could say that you'll always have a carnal mind. But I'll tell you what, there's, there's definitely a huge difference when you spend some time with the Father and His Word. And that carnal mind's voice gets pretty quiet. But when you start feeding that thing and you don't spend time in God's Word, what happens? You start taking on that carnal mind again. And then the things that used to be absolutes in the Word start looking a little fuzzy. Eh, it doesn't feel right anymore. I think, I think I could do it, and it'd be okay. So the double-minded man. James 1 tells us that the double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways. Unstable in all of his ways. That sounds like a pretty bad place to be, being unstable in all your ways. Instability. Hmm. So as a Christian, if you're experiencing instability... 
you may be carnal-minded or double-minded in this case. Double-minded. We don't want to be a double-minded man or woman. Amen? Amen. But you're saved. Your heart's good. It's got to work on the brain. So let's talk about our emotions a little bit. When I think about the mind, there's a, an image for, oh, there we go. I think of thoughts, memories, uh, meditation, emotions, the creative center of your life, right? And I'm not a, um, a brain scientist or a psychologist or something. I couldn't tell you everything else that goes on in there, but that's immediately comes to my mind is these, dip, these um, emotional things, uh, thoughts, memories, meditations, and emotions, the creative center. So uh, the emotions are a big part. They've got a big voice, don't you think? And it doesn't take much to get you, you know, feeling a certain way. There's a lot of outside influences that can make you feel a certain way. And um, so when we were at Quest last year, my pastor and I went to Quest last year, and, and Rob was there. You're awesome, Rob. And uh, you're awesome, Pastor. <laughs> and uh, there was this illustration that they gave us. They gave us lots of tools to bring home. And everything that we learned at Quest, it's amazing how there's a moment since Quest that I've been able to use some of these different things. And, and uh, so there was this illustration, and it was of this cup. So throw the next image up. There you go. So uh, there's this cup, and this cup represents your emotional capacity. You have an emotional capacity. You can only have so much emotional stuff going on before stuff starts coming out, Right? And so imagine filling up a cup, and eventually stuff's going to start coming out of it. So uh, go, go to the next image. So we have this emotional capacity, and there could be lots of emotions in here. There could be good emotions or um, positive emotions. There could be negative emotions. You know, positive emotions might be love and joy and peace and affection and romance and, and uh, you know, good things in life, good feelings and, you know, or negative emotions could be sadness, anger, fear, guilt, condemnation, a lot of these feelings. And uh, so go ahead and go to the next image. So here we are. Here, here's these, these things. And, you know, hurt can take place a lot of different ways. And I don't know these necessarily have to be in order. This is how they were in this illustration. And once you see all of it, you'll, you'll, um, it'll start registering with you. But, um, you know, hurt... Sometimes it turns into anger. It could turn into a root of bitterness. And uh, then, you know, uh, because you have bitterness in your life, then it opens the doors for other things like fear. And, uh, you know, then you start feeling guilty for the way you feel. Like, oh, God, I'm separated from you. There's guilt. And then the enemy comes in and throws condemnation in there. You know, there's probably a hundred ways to say that. But one way or another, you start to be full of a bunch of negative junk. And uh, this, this is kind of representing... You know, your mind, in, in a way. It's, it's not everything that takes place in your mind, but your emotions. So, um, so you may be doing fine, having taken on the mind of Christ, but one day someone hurts you, and the pain from that hurt redirects your focus off of godly things and onto the hurt. Because I feel like a lot of us, you know, we, we're doing really good for a while, and then something happens. And if you don't have your, your, your guard up, you don't have your armor on, you don't have your Christian brother or sister right there to say, hey, wait, check, check, let me help you through this, then it can turn into more and start to percolate, bubble up.
And I hate the enemy. Isn't he just awful? You know, it's, we, we give him permission to ransack our life when we take hold of these imaginations and thoughts, but man, just go away. <laughs> okay. So let's look at um, some of the negative behaviors. Go to the next slide. So once you get to the point where all this is going on on the inside of you, according to this illustration, there's these behaviors that start happening on the outside of you. Uncontrolled temper, low self-esteem or insecurity, fatigue, addictions, abusive behaviors, depression, anxiety, numbness of emotions, impatience, impatience, <laughs> impatience, criticism, impulsiveness, escape, escapism, to numb the pain, loss of romance, loss of joy, hope and love, and controlling behaviors. So you may see, start seeing some patterns here. If you've been experiencing some instability in your life, you've been experiencing some of these things, you may say, oh, wait, this might apply to me. Now, I've been on a, a journey of emotions for a little while here and probably my whole life, but um, more recently, some things going on, and I've had to deal with, with some of this stuff. And when I saw this, I said, wow. You just need a minute to let it sink in. So once the cup of your mind is full of negative things, maybe you have some good things going on, but it seems like the negative things like to dominate. And they're not properly dealt with, then ungodly behaviors start to show up in your life. And I mean, I could probably go down that list and just check, 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 check things I've had to deal with and go, wow. So you kind of have to go back and look at the root of the problem it's the root of the problem here. You know, did it start with that hurt? Did it start with something else? We know we have to deal with the root because all these side effects on the outside, although they're important to deal with, they're just behavior. They're not what's going on in, in deep inside. They're not go, what's going on that's filling up this emotional capacity in this negative way. So let's come back to this um, cup in a minute. We'll go, we're going to read a few more verses. And, uh, so I mentioned James, who's the brother of Jesus, by the way. Pretty awesome guy to read about in the Bible. He says that the double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways. That came from James 1. All right. Let's look at uh, Proverbs 28, 26. And this is in the um, English Standard Version. Whoever trusts in his own mind is a fool, but he who walks in wisdom will be delivered. Proverbs 3.5 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. So when we feel a certain way, are we supposed to trust that? 
Are we supposed to go with the feeling? I feel hurt. I'm going to go with that. Hurt says, you'll never recover. You're broken. You're a victim. Get even. (laughs) But the word says, forgive. Solomon just said it right here. If you trust in your own mind, you're a fool. We're supposed to have the mind of Christ on situations. Where's the mind of Christ? The Word of God. This is where we get that. Everybody doing okay? I'm, 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 I'm like on my last page, I think. Pretty close. Anger says, retaliate. The Word says, love your neighbor as yourself. Fear says, your life is doomed. <laughs> Have you ever feel doomed before? Like, oh my goodness, what is going to happen? The word says, you have new life in Jesus. Don't lean on your own understanding. Lean on, on him, on what he says. Amen? Let's talk about dead men for a minute. Colossians 3, 5. Therefore put to death your members which are on the earth, fornication, uncleanness, passion, evil desire, covetousness, which is idolatry. Put them to death. Romans 8.13 For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the Spirit you put put to death (laughs) the deeds of the body, you will live. Put to death the deeds of the body and you will live. Now, I just told you a few minutes ago that when you became that new creation in Jesus Christ, that God did away. He, he took your old heart. He took your old man or woman and crucified him with Jesus on the cross. You became a brand new creation. That's a dead man we're talking about. It's a dead woman we're talking about. How dare you show up in my life again and bring your sin and bring your disgusting filth and all this behavior and side effects and junk. Let me help you with something. Dead men have no rights unless we give it to them. They have to act according to the life inside of them. The life inside of you is Jesus Christ. Right. Dr. Barkley says it like this. What feelings, dead man? They don't, get a, they don't have any rights. They get, don't get a chance to feel. You're supposed to have the mind of Christ. So what can we do to empty this cup? Well, we talked about taking care of the root. Absolutely. Got to do that. Forgiveness. Repentance. Let's look at that word repentance for a minute. And uh, we're going to look at Acts chapter 3, verses 19. I've got three things here you can do to, to uh, empty the cup. 
and be free. Start to wash your mind. Repent, therefore, and be converted, that your sins may be blotted out, so that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. You know, about the time, throw that, throw that cup back up there with all the names and everything. About the time you're dealing with any one of these things on the outside, you're wishing for a time of refreshing. You're saying, God, where's my green pastures you talked about in Psalms, right? I'm looking for some refreshing, God. He says right here, there's times of refreshing in his presence when you repent. Well, what am I repenting from? I didn't hurt myself. Yeah, but you allowed the enemy to speak to you, and you, you took that thing and held on to it and didn't forgive, and you didn't cast fear out of your life and tell it where to go back to hell. You allowed that thing to, be, to grow inside of you. I know it takes time to mourn. I know, you know, when there's loss, it, there's time to mourn, but there's a good way, there's a right way to do it. There is. So repent. And true repentance is turning away from the sin. Don't do it anymore. It's in the rearview mirror, and you're not looking in there. And it's back behind you, and you just took some steps away from it, and you're pointing your hood ornament at God and saying, I'm coming to you. Amen? The second thing I want to talk about is confession of sin. And this is James chapter 5, 16 says, Confess your trespasses to one another and pray for one another that ye may be healed. This is why life groups and forge and women's ministry are so important. This is why accountability to a Christian brother or sister is so important is because you can be healed if you confess your sin. Now, I'm not asking you to come to me after church and confess your sins to me. Okay, There's not some supernatural miracle that's going to take place because I'm an ordained minister and you, you, you spouted off some stuff to me. You know, No, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about having a, a Christian brother or sister in your life, and, and it, could be a, it could be your spouse too, to come and say, I need to get something off my chest. If you carry that thing around, guess what happens? It grows, and it gets ugly, and it turns into carnal stuff. And we're not supposed to be carnal people. We're supposed to be supernatural people, filled with the Spirit of God, following after the heart that He gave us. Amen? Amen. So confess the sin. And uh, just realize that all that fear and all that shame and all that guilt that's trying to keep you from telling somebody about it, that's the enemy. Does God bring you guilt? Does God put shame on you? Does God have fear? Does God want you to be bound? Does God want you to be sick? Okay, you just answer all the questions, you know. So find it, pray, God, who, who am I supposed to tell this to? Who am I supposed to talk to? Who am I supposed to share this with. You know, I said earlier during the transition between worship and the offering that God can use another human in your life to open the door for supernatural things, for his presence in your life by his Holy Spirit. God uses people. Yes, he can, he can minister to you directly from him to you through his Holy Spirit. Absolutely. But God uses people too. And so you'll, if you open the door, 
by sharing with your brother and sister in Christ what's going on in your life, freedom comes. And they're not going to judge you because all of us are dealing with stuff. All of us are dealing with stuff. I'm up here dealing with stuff, and I'm trying to help you. I don't know how that works, but... Third thing is renew your mind. Philippians 4, 5 through 8 says, Let your gentleness be known to all men. The Lord is at hand. Be anxious for nothing. Wasn't that on our list, anxiousness? Oh, it's not up there. It's okay. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your heart and your mind through Jesus Christ. Woo! The peace of God that you can't even understand. Again, we're not supposed to under, you know, lean on our own understanding, right? The peace of God that you can't understand will guard your heart and your mind through Jesus Christ. What? So here you go. He says, finally, brethren, finally everybody who loves Jesus, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue and if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. Let me tell you what, he was just talking about the Bible. Meditate on these things. Wash your mind with the Word of God and allow Jesus to bring you peace. Allow Jesus to bring you a guard for your heart and your mind. Amen? Amen. Bow your heads with me. So I had a couple of questions I was going to ask you, and I'm having you close your eyes and bow your heads just so nobody's looking around and you don't have to worry about your neighbor or whoever you're sitting next to you. Number one, do you have the mind of Christ? Or have you been double-minded? Are you a Christian, but you're still dealing with all these outward behaviors? Or any of these outward behaviors? Is your emotional cup full of hurt and bitterness? Do you have unrepented sin? Have you confessed your sin to someone else so you could be healed? I'm not going to ask you to come up here, but if that's you this morning, any one of those things, or even something that I didn't say because, oh my goodness, there's a lot of stuff that could come from this message. And your heart today is just, God help me. <laughs> I want to pray this morning, and I'm going to have you repeat part of it after me. I'll start out beforehand, and then I'll ask you to repeat a, a section of it. So just keep your, eye, your heads bowed with me. Lord God, Lord, we yield our hearts, our minds, and our bodies, our souls, to your way, O oh Lord God. We're dead men. 
or women. And dead men, Lord, we know we don't have rights. You crucified that old man on the cross with Jesus. Lord, we want to live according to the life that's inside of us. We remember your son Jesus, who's crucified on the cross at Calvary. The compassion in his eyes as he hung on that cross. The blood that he shed that paid the price, Lord. We remember the battle that he won over death. And it's only by your son that we have salvation. And it's only through him that we're clothed in righteousness. Now repeat this after me. Say, Father God, I repent to you for the unresolved hurt, for the anger and the fear that I've allowed to grow in me. Lord, please forgive me. I turn away now. I turn to you. Amen. Now, Lord, I ask that you would cut the root of this hurt, any bondage, any brokenness, Lord God. I thank you for your healing to take place, for your peace to come in, that we would be cleansed of all unrighteousness, Lord God, according to the blood of Christ. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.